0: Jeremiah chapter 38. Jeremiah is charged with treason and put in a cistern to die. Now Shephatiah, son of Matan, Gedaliah, son of Pashur, Jehuchal, son of Shelemiah, and Pashur, son of Malkijah, had heard the things that Jeremiah had been telling the people. They had heard him say, The Lord says, Those who stay in the city will die in battle or of starvation or disease. Those who leave the city and surrender to the Babylonians will live. They will escape with their lives. They had also heard him say, the Lord says, this city will certainly be handed over to the army of the king of Babylon. They will capture it. So the officials said to the king, this man must be put to death, for he is demoralizing the soldiers who are left in the city as well as all the other people there by these things he is saying. This man is not seeking to help these people, but is trying to harm them. King Zedekiah said to them, Very well, you can do what you want with him, for I cannot do anything to stop him. So the officials took Jeremiah and put him in a cistern, the cistern of Malkijar, one of the royal princes that was in the courtyard of the guardhouse. There was no water in the cistern, only mud. So when they lowered Jeremiah into the cistern with ropes, he sank in the mud. An Ethiopian official rescues Jeremiah from the cistern. An Ethiopian, Ebed Melek, a court official in the royal palace, heard that Jeremiah had been put in the cistern. While the king was holding court at the Benjamin Gate, Ebed-Melech departed the palace and went to speak to the king. He said to him, Your royal majesty, those men have been very wicked in all that they have done to the prophet Jeremiah. They have thrown him into a cistern and he is sure to die of starvation there because there is no food left in the city. Then the king gave Ebed-Melech, the Ethiopian, the following order. Take thirty men with you from here and go pull the prophet Jeremiah out of the cistern before he dies. So Ebed-Melech took the men with him and went to a room under the treasure room in the palace. He got some worn-out clothes and old rags from there and let them down by ropes to Jeremiah in the cistern. Ebed-Melech called down to Jeremiah, Put these rags and worn-out clothes under your armpits, to pad the ropes. Jeremiah did as Ebed-Melech instructed. So they pulled Jeremiah up from the system with the ropes. Jeremiah, however, still remained confined to the courtyard and the guardhouse. Jeremiah responds to Zedekiah's request for secret advice. Sometime later, Zedekiah sent and had Jeremiah brought to him the third entrance to the Lord's temple. The king said to Jeremiah, I would like to ask you a question. Do not hide anything from me when you answer. Jeremiah said to Zedekiah, If I answer you, you will certainly kill me. I will give you advice. You will not listen to me. So King Zedekiah made a secret promise to Jeremiah and sealed it with an oath. He promised, As surely as the Lord lives, who has given us life and breath, I promise you this, I will not kill you, or hand you over to those men who want to kill you. Then Jeremiah said to Zedekiah, The Lord God of heaven's armies and the God of Israel says, You must surrender to the officers of the king of Babylon. If you do, your life will be spared, and this city will not be burned down. Indeed, you and your whole family will be spared. But if you do not surrender to the officers of the king of Babylon, this city will be handed over to the Babylonians, and they will burn it down. You yourself will not escape from them. Then King Zedekiah said to Jeremiah, I am afraid of the Judeans who have deserted to the Babylonians. The Babylonians might hand me over to them, and they will torture me. Then Jeremiah answered, You will not be handed over to them. Please obey the Lord by doing what I have been telling you. Then all will go well and you and your life will be spared. But if you refuse to surrender, the Lord has shown me a vision of what will happen. Here is what I saw. All the women who are left in the royal palace of Judah will be led out to the offices of the king of Babylon. They will taunt you, saying, You trusted friends misled you. They have gotten the best of you. Now that your feet are stuck in the mud, they have turned their backs on you. All your wives and your children will be turned over to the Babylonians. You yourself will not escape from them, but will be captured by the king of Babylon. This city will be burned down. Then Zedekiah told Jeremiah, Do not let anyone know about the conversation we have had. If you do, you will die. The officials may hear that I have talked with you. They may come to you and say, Tell us what you said to the king and what the king said to you. Do not hide anything from us. If you do, we will kill you. If they do this, tell them, I was pleading with the king not to send me back to die in the dungeon of Jonathan's house. All the officials did indeed come and question Jeremiah. He told them exactly what the king had instructed him to say. They stopped questioning him any further because no one had actually heard their conversation. So Jeremiah remained confined in the courtyard of the guardhouse until the day Jerusalem was captured. Jeremiah chapter 39. The fall of Jerusalem and its aftermath. The following events occurred when Jerusalem was captured. King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon came against Jerusalem with his whole army and laid siege to it. The siege began in the tenth month of the ninth year that Zedekiah ruled over Judah. It lasted until the ninth day of the fourth month of Zedekiah's eleventh year. On that day they broke through the city walls. Then Nergal-Sharazar of Samgar, Nebo-Sasakim, who was a chief officer, Nergal-Sharazar, who was a high official, and all the other officers of the king of Babylon came and set up quarters in the middle gate. When King Zedekiah of Judah and his soldiers saw them, they tried to escape. They departed from the city during the night. They took a path through the king's garden and passed out through the gate between the two walls. They then headed for the Rift Valley, but the Babylonian army chased after them. They caught up with Zedekiah in the plains of Jericho and captured him. They took him to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon at Riblah in the territory of Hamath, and Nebuchadnezzar passed sentence on him there. There at Riblah, the king of Babylon had Zedekiah's sons put to death, while Zedekiah was forced to watch. The king of Babylon also had the nobles of Judah put to death. Then he had Zedekiah's eyes put out, and had him bound in chains to be led off to Babylon. The Babylonians burned down the royal palace, the temple of the Lord, and the people's homes, and they tore down the wall of Jerusalem. Then Nebuzaradan, the captain of the royal guard, took captive the rest of the people who were left in the city. He carried them off to Babylon along with the people who had deserted to him. But he left behind in the land of Judah some of the poor people who owned nothing. He gave them fields and vineyards at that time. Now King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon had issued orders concerning Jeremiah. He had passed them on through Nebuzaradan, the captain of the royal guard, find Jeremiah and look out for him. Do not do anything to harm him, but do with him whatever he tells you. So Nebuzaradan, the captain of the royal guard, Nebu Shazaban, who was chief officer, and Nergal Shariza, who was a high official, and all the other officers of the king of Babylon sent, and had Jeremiah brought from the courtyard of the guardhouse. They turned him over to Gedaliah, the son of Ahikam, the grandson of Shaphan, to take him home with him. But Jeremiah stayed among the people. Ebed-Melech is promised deliverance because of his faith. Now the Lord's message had come to Jeremiah while he was still confined in the courtyard of the guardhouse. Go and tell Ebed-Melech, the Nubian, this is what the Lord of Heaven's armies, the God of Israel, has said. I carry out against this city what I promised. It will mean disaster and not good fortune for it. When that disaster happens, you will be there to see it, but I will rescue you when it happens. I, the Lord, affirm it. You will not be handed over to those who you fear. I will certainly save you. You will not fall victim to violence. You will escape with your life because you trust in me. I, the Lord, affirm it. Jeremiah chapter 52, The Fall of Jerusalem Zedekiah was twenty-one years old when he became king, and he ruled Jerusalem for eleven years. His mother's name was Hamutal, daughter of Jeremiah from Libna. He did what displeased the Lord, just as Jehoiakim had done. What follows is a record of what happened to Jerusalem and Judah because of the Lord's anger when he drove them out of his sight. Zedekiah rebelled against the king of Babylon. King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon came against Jerusalem with his whole army and set up camp outside it. They built siege ramps all around it. He arrived on the tenth day of the tenth month, in the ninth year that Zedekiah ruled over Judah. The city remained under siege until Zedekiah's eleventh year. By the ninth day of the fourth month, the famine in the city was so severe, the residents had no food. They broke through the city walls and all the soldiers tried to escape. They left the city during the night. They went through the gate between the two walls that is near the king's garden. The Babylonians had the city surrounded. Then they headed for the Rift Valley, but the Babylonian army chased after the king. They caught up with Zedekiah in the plains of Jericho and his entire army deserted him. They captured him and brought him up to the king of Babylon at Riblah in the territory of Hamath, and he passed sentence on him there. The king of Babylon had Zedekiah's son put to death, while Zedekiah was forced to watch. He also had the nobles of Judah put to death there at Riblah. He had Zedekiah's eyes put out and had him bound in chains. Then the king of Babylon had him led off to Babylon, and he was imprisoned there until the day he died. On the tenth day of the fifth month in the nineteenth year of King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, Nebuzaradan, the captain of the royal guard who served the king of Babylon, arrived in Jerusalem. He burned down the Lord's temple, the royal palace, and all the houses in Jerusalem, including every large house. The whole Babylonian army that came with the captain of the royal guard tore down the walls that surrounded Jerusalem. Nebuzaradan, the captain of the royal guard, took into exile some of the poor, the rest of the people who remained in the city, those who had deserted the king of Babylon, and the rest of the craftsmen. But he left behind some poor and gave them fields and vineyards. The Babylonians broke the two bronze pillars in the temple of the Lord, as well as the movable stands and the large bronze basin called the Sea. They took all the bronze to Babylon. They also took the pots, shovels, trimming shears, basins, pans, and all the bronze utensils used by the priests. The captain of the royal guard took the gold and silver bowls, censers, basins, pots, lampstands, pans, and vessels. The bronze of the items that King Solomon made for the Lord's temple, including the two pillars, the large bronze basin called the sea, the twelve bronze bulls under the sea, and the movable stands, was too heavy to be weighed. Each of the pillars was about 27 feet high, about 18 feet in circumference, 3 inches thick and hollow. The bronze top of one pillar was about 7.5 feet high and had bronze latticework and pomegranate-shaped ornaments all around it. The second pillar, with its pomegranate-shaped ornaments, was like it. There were 96 pomegranate-shaped ornaments on the sides. In all, there were 100 pomegranate-shaped ornaments over the latticework that went around it. The captain of the royal guard took Serariah, the chief priest, Zephaniah, the priest, who was second in rank, and the three doorkeepers. From the city he took an official who was in charge of the soldiers, seven of the king's advisers who were discovered in the city, an official army secretary who drafted citizens for military service, and sixty citizens who were discovered in the middle of the city. Nebuchadnezzar, captain of the royal guard, took them and brought them to the king of Babylon at Riblah. The king of Babylon ordered them to be executed at Riblah, in the territory of Hamath. So Judah was taken into exile away from its land. Here is the official record of the number of people Nebuchadnezzar carried into exile in the seventh year. 3,023 Jews In Nebuchadnezzar's 18th year, 832 people from Jerusalem. In Nebuchadnezzar's 33rd year, the captain of the royal guard carried into exile 745 Judeans. In all, 4,600 people went into exile. Jehoiakin in exile. In the thirty-seventh year of the exile of King Jehoiakim of Judah, on the twenty-fifth day of the twelfth month, King Evil Merodach of Babylon, in the first year of his reign, pardoned King Jehoiakim of Judah and released him from prison. He spoke kindly to him and gave him a more prestigious position than the other kings who were with him in Babylon. Jehoiakim took off his prison clothes and ate daily in the king's presence for the rest of his life. He was given daily provisions by the king of Babylon for the rest of his life until the day he died. 1 Peter chapter 2 So get rid of all evil and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander and yearn like newborn infants for pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up to salvation if you have experienced the Lord's kindness. A living stone, a chosen people. So as you come to him, a living stone rejected by men, but chosen and precious in God's sight, you yourselves as living stones are built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood and to offer spiritual sacrifices that are acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. So it says in Scripture, Look, I lay in Zion a stone, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and whoever believes in him will never be put to shame so you who believe see his value but for those who do not believe the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone and a stumbling stone and a rock to trip over they stumble because they disobey the word as they were destined to do but you are a chosen race a royal priesthood a holy nation a people of his own so that you may proclaim the virtues of the One who called you out of darkness into his marvellous light. You once were not a people, but now you are God's people. You were shown no mercy, but now you have received mercy. Dear friends, I urge you as foreigners and exiles to keep away from fleshy desires that do battle against the soul and maintain good conduct among the non-Christians so that though they now malign you as wrongdoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God when he appears. Submission to Authorities Be subject to every human institution for the Lord's sake, whether to a king as supreme or to governors as those he commissions to punish wrongdoers and praise those who do good. For God wants you to silence the ignorance of foolish people by doing good. Live as free people, not using your freedom as a pretext for evil, but as God's slaves. Honour all people, love the family of believers, fear God, honour the King. Slaves, be subject to your masters with all reverence, not only to those who are good and gentle, but also to those who are perverse. For this finds God's favour, if because of conscience towards God someone endures hardship in suffering unjustly. For what credit is it if you sin and are mistreated and endure it? But if you do good and suffer and so endure, this finds favour with God. For to do this you are called since Christ also suffered for you, leave an example for you to follow in his steps. He committed no sin, nor was deceit found in his mouth. When he was maligned, he did not answer back. When he suffered, he threatened no retaliation, but committed himself to God who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we may cease from sinning and live for righteousness. By his wounds you were healed, for you were going astray like sheep, but now you have turned back to the shepherd and guardian of your souls."